0: Lead, taken away by Panarin. he to the has gone with a beauty and the lead hello everyone welcome to this episode of Hockey Prospect report I'm Frankie alongside with Nick who you will hear from a little bit later but before we get into this episode we want to let you know about our sponsor customized sports. Customized Sports offers high-quality tackle tool jersey kits featuring the name bar and the numbers, and which you can get for any blank jersey that you own. For more information about Customized Sports, please visit them on their website, www.customizesports.com, or on their Reddit or eBay page at Customize-Sports. As well, at checkout, use code PROSPECT10 for your 10% discount. Thank you to Customize Sports for sponsoring us.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Prospect Report. Nick here with my good old buddy Frankie, and Frankie, we're talking about some stuff that I love talking about. It's going to be a
0: different episode today, and I cannot wait! Yeah, the Rangers, Nick. The Rangers. If you aren't carrying the conversation in this one, I'm going to be a little bit PO'd. I'm a little stoked, so don't worry. I'm,
1: uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I, I got a lot to say. A lot to say what they should do and about everything that's gone on with them in the recent months.
0: So let, let me just quickly explain what we're going to try to do here as well, uh, because we've been doing our prospect reports, we've been doing our mock drafts, uh, and we're looking for a way to kind of engage some certain fan bases a little bit more. So what we're going to do uh, going forward on top of our prospect reports, we're going to continue to do those, but we're going to start looking at teams and looking at their drafting situations and kind of running through their different options that they have. Uh, so for the Rangers, for example, since we're, we're talking about the Rangers today, we're going to look at, for example, what their lineup looks up looks like right now. Um, what their their prospect pool looks like. Maybe some drafting history for them. And, uh, and then we'll look at what we think is the best option. Because the Rangers do have pick number one. And I believe pick number 21 as well if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's what it's looking like based on the the teams that have, you know, been eliminated from the playoffs. So that pick is from Carolinas. So thank you, Carolina, for that. And thank you for knocking us out and getting us the number one overall pick and then losing. Thanks, Carolina. <laughs> I mean, it really worked out yeah,
0: well. Yeah, <laughs> man. My bracket does not look too hot after they decided to choke that. Um I had them winning that round, and I think I had them going to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Flyers. So yep. yeah, I had them going pretty deep
1: too. I don't remember exactly where I had them getting eliminated, but I know I had them winning that first round. So um, that they, not looking good for me either. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but my Cup champion is still still in.
0: Still, a... yeah, the Flyers are still in for me. Beat my Habs, disappointing a little bit. I'm just disappointed they didn't lose earlier, to be honest with you. But this is our Rangers episode, so nobody cares.
1: Yeah, we're talking about the Rangers today. So, like everybody knows, the Rangers have the first overall pick in the draft. Like we said, they have another first round pick, and that but they don't have any second rounds coming up. So you know, but that's a good trade off. So, um, we'll kick it off with draft picks. Right. I mean, we obviously know who they're picking number one, but I guess we can kind of talk about where he can slot in. Well, right in the lineup, and where he could play, but because I mean, he's he's a winger slash center. So I mean, that's going to be a a pretty big debate, I guess, for Coach Quinn and his team to talk about whether he whether or not he goes on wing with some of the pretty good centers we have, like of Banigad. He's an all right player, you know. So we'll see. I don't don't know where he's
0: going to go on center wing. Yeah. So. That's that's something that we were talking about before we started recording this. I don't know if we're gonna see Alexis Lafreniere play center with the Rangers, and as kind of crazy it is to believe that you have a guy that can play center first overall and you're not gonna play him center. Um, what what's your other option, Nick? Like, do you can you really realistically can you move Ryan Strom to the third line after the year he had? No,
1: you can't. Ryan Strom, since coming to the Rangers, has been unbelievable. Um, the, him and Zibanejad are two guys that you need to have on center. Um, I mean, Zibanejad, I'm, I don't need to say much about him. We all know how he plays. But with Ryan Strom, ever since they, they had that line of Panarin, Strom, and Faust, that has been one of their top producing lines all year. Um, the line with Zibanejad, Kreider, and Kako is on that first line too for a little bit. That's like an on and off line, but you can't move Strom over the wing. The only reason I can see them moving him to the wing is for his face offs. That's one thing that the Rangers never have been good at face offs. And um, I don't know if, if you are familiar, but is like, what's Lafreniere's face off percentage? Well, considering.
0: Let's just pull up his uh, hockey DB here real quick because. He is technically listed as a center left winger. So, what that tells me right away is that he's no Patrice Bergeron. And um, Hockey uh, Elite Prospects actually has him listed as primarily, primarily a left winger. So, if you're looking for a consistent faceoff guy, I don't think that you're going to have it with Lafreniere.
1: I don't think Lafreniere is a purebred center. I don't think he's like what you see in, you know, Matthews and McDavid. He's, he's a lock. I don't think he's a lockdown center like they are. I, I could very well see him, see the Rangers moving him to wing, you know, also because of the center depth we have. Zibanejad's locked at center. Strom, they might. I could still see him at center though. Um, Heedle could very well be moved to the wing. He started out as a center when we drafted him and then, they moved him to wing for a little bit and he struggled there. Then they moved it back to center again. And then Brett Howden's the same issue, but he's, he's still coming into the league. So me personally, I see him on our lineup as a better fit on the wing. I think that's where they'll put him, especially since there's talks of Foss not being on the team next year, they might not re-sign him. And, um, you know, capo hasn't proven himself as a top six forward yet. So, they could very well slide him in that top six,
0: Lafreniere. The Rangers also have a lot of of young defensemen, or not young defensemen, young centermen. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at guys like Brett Howden, Philip Hedel, uh, Elias, or Lea Anderson, who I don't think is ever gonna. You can't even bring him up right now. He is yeah, he's a crapshoot, and he's it's not looking too good for he the he Rangers. He doesn't even want to be here.
1: Doesn't even want to be with the Rangers. Yeah. It's that's. We could throw him off the table.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you got guys as well, like Gabriel Fontaine, uh, Morgan Barron, who was just signed, Patrick Kordanko, or Cordorenko, I-, I really have no idea how to say that name. That That's too many letters for me to process. Neither do I. <laughs> but, like, there- there's a lot of young centermen on this team, and you're going to throw that on top of Zabanajad and Strom, who... Aren't, let's let's not pretend like they're old, right? Like, they, they still got lots of tread left on the tires. I don't know if putting uh, Alexis Lafreniere at center is your best play, especially considering I kind of want him to play with one of Zibanejad or Panarin.
1: I agree with you on the last part of wanting to play with Panarin or Zibanejad. I would love to see him playing with them. However, our center depth, as far as prospects go we've only recently started picking up young centermen and they're not oh, that sure. great and they're not that great they're not high end i i doubt and you'll see any of these guys cracking a, a top nine forward spot morgan baron i kind of like fun fact he's justin Barron's brother we talked about him a while back um he's coming out of college he's looks okay you know college players we know take a little bit longer to develop i think but i i don't we might not even see him develop like that's Look it the guys like jimmy vc and even if he right? does develop like he's he might not even be with the rangers when he develops so yep uh, even like nieves is a back and forth player between the nhl and the ahl and mccaig had an okay year just coming up to the rangers like he was kind of like irrelevant though when you saw him um who was that sorry greg mccaig he just started playing this year, oh, okay but he he, he didn't okay. play full time um but center is a big issue that's that's the only argument i would make to put lafreniere at center because we don't have any center depth but at the same time there's no room at center right now with the players that we have and if you move him to center i I don't see howden or Heedle performing at wing i see them going on a downhill curve if you move them to wing so
0: that is okay so on that point like the rangers are exceptionally top heavy so, like, looking at the lines they sent out, going center, left wing, then right wing. Line one is Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, and Pavel Buchnevich. Second line is Ryan Strom, Chris Kreider, and Capo Caco. And that's about where the good stops. Because the third line is Philip Hedl, Brendan Lemieux, Julian Gauthier. And the fourth line is Brett Howden, Phil DiGiuseppe, and Greg McKaig. Okay, so McKaig is probably out of the lineup. Yep, he's probably I gone. I agree. I think DiGiuseppe's in that same boat. Potentially, um, probably. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there. There's um, no way you can't find somebody better than Phil Giuseppe in free agency. Lafren- oh yeah,
1: he'll he'll be gone, but Laf- or at least in the AHL or something. Lafreniere is probably going to boot Capo Caco out of that top six forward group. Chances are,
0: I don't know if that's what you're going to want to do.
1: I that, but see, that's the issue, right? Like Capo Caco had an okay year, but then all of a sudden he blows up in the playoffs or in the eliminator. I think.
0: I think the Chris Kreider contract screws them over, because to me, Chris Kreider, I think would fit really well on a third line, but you're paying him seven million dollars, so you can't put him there.
1: But see, his chemistry with Zibanejad is incredible. When you put him, well, he with... didn't even play with Zibanejad in the playoffs. No, not in the no, not in the qualifiers. But throughout the season, him and Zibanejad were were a great connection. You couldn't break them apart. Even Buchnevich, who was. With them
0: for most of the year after they bumped Capo Capo Caco down, so okay so, um, elite elite prospects. When you click on uh, lineups, it gives you line combinations on a different site called Daily Face Off, and it ranks the uh, the the lines from one to thirty one. The Rangers' first line is number three based on their metrics. Then you look at the second line; it's fifteen. Third line is twenty five fourth line's 26. So it get, like there's worse teams out there. And we'll talk about their decor a little bit later cuz one of them is number 20. Their D, D pair 2 is 27. Like that's awful. But no, I I don't know what exactly the Rangers can do up front because Nick, like we saw it all series in the Hurricanes series. They do not have enough up front
1: no they don't and that was one of the issues i've seen this year is the bottom six especially the bottom six forward group um there you know you have two or three guys in that throughout the year who are like without a doubt ahlers they're not nhlers and those guys i'm talking about are greg mckeg being one of them phil DiGiuseppe is another one and then Gauthier is still figuring out his groove in the nhl you know, the only reason we have him playing, I think, is because we picked him up from Carolina and we want to try him out. I don't think he's an nhl or quite yet. Um, no. And even even Hito, you can make the case, can be an nhl He still hasn't performed at an NHL level. So, it's the bottom six group that's just so weak. And you can't put Lafreniere there to boost it. I don't think that'll help him.
0: I mean, maybe... No, Lafreniere is going to be on your one of your top two lines. Right, and then... But I also don't think that... like. I don't know, Nick. Like looking at this, who's the guy that I want to bump down the most between Bucinovic and Kreider?
1: I don't. I don't think you can boot, boot down Kreider though, just with the season that's he the had problem. with Benachad, and that's. But I think Bucinovic, I, I could very well see leaving the Rangers on one hand, not not next season, but in the coming years, just because he he's never really hit his his ceiling yet capo is it's so 50 50 with the year he had because he obviously he was a rookie and don't don't put too much weight into that one year. and see that's it right you don't know like do you but do you keep him on top six to help him develop more or do you still let him develop on the bottom six and that's the question that
0: they have. To I think it, it it totally depends who you have down there like if he's on a line with brendan Lemieux and Filippedo he'll go no, no no he'll go nowhere you can't you can't do that to him he needs to play. I think you need to separate Panarin and Zabanajad. If I'm going to be honest with you. Well,
1: they didn't play together a lot last year. The only time they played together was on the power play. And that's where they were good. The, most of the year, it was Ryan, Strom, Faust, and Panarin. That was that really good line last year. And then it was Kreider, Buchnevich. Yeah. So you're probably going to have Panarin and Strom together because they are a great duo based on last year.
0: Um, yeah. Well, also just just to note, like Jesper Foss was hurt in that last game of the series,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he's not listed in his lineup. Maybe that's where DiGiuseppe Giuseppe or McKeg who who drew in when Foss went down. DiGiuseppe Giuseppe came in. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, so McKeg was on your roster for the yep. the series. Mm-hmm. Yikes! He also finished out there. I'm pretty sure he came in like the tail end. Yeah. So man, Phil Di Giuseppe is just that one guy that's always in the league. You just never really know where he is. Yeah. I
1: know, and then, I mean, I'm struggling to figure out where we put Lafreniere, or, or not really Lafreniere, but other guys we put, because this is the way I see it. I could see them putting Stroman and Panarin together again, and then you put Lafreniere on, well, he's listed as a left wing, so I I doubt they'll move Panarin off of his left wing, because, well, Panarin. And, yeah, I mean, I doubt they're going to want to start Lafreniere on his off wing. On the right wing. He's a left-handed shot, Can right? you
0: move Kreider
1: over? You could, but he's another one who has played left wing just about his whole career. So, you know, either you, you push the veteran to learn or you drop him down to the third line. I mean, Bucnevich could play left wing if he really had to. He's he's a left-handed shot. It doesn't shot. help
0: you, though. It doesn't help you at all. You need less people on left wing, not more. I know. <laughs> I know. That's the issue. Um. He- the other issue that I have with the Rangers, though Nick, is I would probably say that their top prospects are both defensemen, meaning Adam Fox and who else are you throwing in that mix?
1: Keandre Miller. Keandre Miller, absolutely. Um, they we don't have any top four prospects aside from Kako and you know Lafreniere coming in. So, you know, but but this is another issue though um. where we have.
0: A lacking defense right now. They're all puck movers. I mean, we actually. Hold on. You have one really good prospects of Vitaly Krasov.
1: Well, we don't want to say really good yet.
0: You know. he Well, that that's that's the guy you're kind of banking on right now.
1: Right. I mean, me personally, I've watched him in Hartford a couple times when they were playing the Hershey Bears in Hershey, and he's a little passive to me and this was not his first year where i where i've watched him he's already and he was just loaned out too right correct they just loaned him out to the KHL so you know we drafted him what two seasons ago he was a first or, or i almost said first overall pick first round pick um and we're still kind of waiting on him i expect a guy like that to be starting to make his way you know into the NHL he's played a couple games but i mean Bucinevich was playing full-time by, I think, the end of his probably, like, three or four years after he was drafted, and he was, like, a third or fourth-round pick. Kravtsov so, has actually not played a game in the NHL. Well, he's played preseason games. I know that. I mean, that he's, so he's... Well, the, what I'm saying is, though, is he's been given a look. You know, we've been... He's been trying out for
0: roster spots, and that's about it. This is going to be a big season for Kraftsov. Like, he's going to have to go to go to Russia and show something. You know, I, I think that season in Russia starts... In a couple of days here, if I'm not mistaken, so, you know, I I saw some Rangers fans that were a little bit concerned about him going off to Russia because it'd be on the bigger ice, a different kind of brand of hockey than we're used to here in North America, but I think in this instance here, with the NH or the American Hockey League not starting until, what December first, I think they've said is their start date. Yeah. You know, we're we're at a point right now where literally anywhere you can go to play hockey is your best option. So I have no issues with Vitaly Kravtsov going back to Russia for this year. I But I do think it's going to be a key year for his development. This is this is not what the Rangers wanted to do. They did not want to send him back to Russia at this point because they'd rather have him and develop him in their own system. But you didn't have a choice at this point. You have to get something out of Vitaly Kravtsov.
1: And there's no room to have him on the Rangers lineup. Like, they, it wouldn't serve him any good. It would it, it would honestly put him behind and might actually hurt his chances of becoming an NHL player.
0: Right. I, I don't think he's good enough yet, though. That's that's part of the problem. Well,
1: that too. He's he's not... He, he First thing, he needs to bulk up, and he needs to strengthen up, and he needs to get more, a lot more aggressive. I understand that he's a skilled player, and that's what he's known for is his shooting ability and offensive instincts. But... With that being said, in the NHL, you can't be coming in here as like a 170 pound 5'10 forward. You can't. Well he's he's 6'4", 183. Is he a big dude? I thought he was like a smaller guy.
0: No, he's big dude. But beside the point, he doesn't play like that. He plays like a five ten. No.
1: Five ten. If you're
0: six four, you gotta Well then there you, you go. Ju- you gotta be he's gonna have to be not necessarily a power forward, but he's gonna have to go to the dirty areas. Right? I think Europe. Or not Europe, but Russia will give him a a chance to to work on his skating, maybe get a little bit quicker. I I'm not a huge fan of taking a player that you know has been in playing on international ice and throwing him back there, especially when you know it's a it's a big player that has to get used to being in the physical areas of a North American surface. But like I said, in this cho- in this instance, you don't have a choice. It's either he plays in Russia for what the next four months or sits there and does nothing i'd much rather him play hockey
1: yeah exactly i mean it's obviously gonna it's not gonna help for sure because he's been playing on that european ice and then coming over to play north american ice for a while and then back to that so it's not gonna help him for sure but like i said his his number one thing to work on is being aggressive and playing like that big man that he is i mean i swear based on his play he, he seems like a five ten forward, you know? I mean, I've watched him from afar in the, in the, the arena, but um, I wasn't impressed with what I've seen from the the few games that I've watched him play. Um, But you know, we can't bank on him, but anyways, back to the point where, you know, our top prospects being defensemen. Yeah. Like we're, we're starting to build up that defense a little bit more because we've lacked in that area for a while now. Now we've lost our defensive coach. So now we got to find a new one of those. Okay, but you guys hated him. This is true, but we still need to find one. <laughs> um, sure. We've needed one for a while. I mean, we've been losing defensemen, you know, it seems like almost every single year, good defensemen every year, slowly. I mean, we lost McDonough. We lost Dan Girardi was a big piece to our defense. Um, and then uh, Brady Shea, I wouldn't classify them as good as those two. but And then you look at Mark Stahl, who's, you know, kind of on his way out. He's a veteran. He's not going to be able to keep up as much. So, it was good that we got Jacob Truba. Um, that, that was an absolute steal uh, of a trade, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And then even t- Tony D'Angelo, he was a good pickup for us, too. He's become an awesome defenseman. He was third points in um, defenseman this year in the NHL. And then Adam Fox was in the running for, you know, rookie of the year. He was a he was a
0: talk of being in the nominees. but So, Look, looking at what the Rangers have on defense, obviously, Truba, Fox, and D'Angelo are probably, I'd say probably your top three guys going forward. Mm-hmm. But you've also got guys like Mark Stahl in there that give you that steady veteran presence that I don't think is going to go anywhere for the Rangers this year. So realistically, you're looking to fill two spots. Um, What they had in the playoff games, those two spots were filled by Ryan Lindgren and Brendan Smith. I don't know about you, Nick. I kind of doubt that Brendan Smith is gonna be back in that spot next year. Now, keep this in
1: mind. I don't agree with this, but this is what the Rangers have been doing, and they've been playing Brendan Smith at forward interchangeably. Oh, in have games. they? They have. Brendan Smith is was in, at forward for a I mean a good portion of the year. Okay, yeah.
0: He is lifted as a defenseman slash left winger. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, that's a possibility too. So now, uh,
1: it's still not a great option to, uh, for a forward to have no. there. Um, you still need to pick up guys to round out that bottom six. But he's not, he, he's not a great defenseman. He's not a great forward. He's a placeholder, I view him as. A $4.5 million placeholder is what exactly what he is.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think looking at Ryan Lindgren, too, I'd... I'd say that there's probably... Like, I would expect Ryan Lindgren to be back next year. With with the Rangers in some capacity. So, that, that to me, I think that's five guys that you have. Now, do they go after Petrangelo? Maybe. Do yeah, you, they have the money to do no, that? No, they don't. If they, they get rid of Lundquist, they do.
1: Okay, there's an option, yeah. um, But with Lindgren, I wouldn't even bank on having him back because... He's still a young defenseman coming in and he hasn't shown great defensive steps. He's improving, don't get me wrong. He's a tough guy that we need on our team, but I wouldn't bank on his defensive ability. So I wouldn't be shocked if they replaced him. There, when does when does Keandre Miller get a shot? Well, they just signed him recently. So he was there were talks of having him play a little bit in the, in the I keep calling the eliminators the qualifiers. So I would well, expect the, the qualifiers
0: if he plays one qualifier game his it's a year off his ELC. That's why we didn't oh, see guys okay. like Keandre Miller or uh Ramanov in in Montreal. Like that, that's why we didn't see those high-end prospects that were just signed play because they right. didn't want to spend that year.
1: Okay, so then I would expect I I doubt they'll play him this year. They they'll probably give him a look and, you know, camp or something he'll definitely be playing i know he's been practicing with them a lot Um, but keandre miller i would expect to see you know in the nhl
0: full-time by the 2021-22 season so this is this is a weird spot for the rangers too because i have a feeling that they probably want petrangelo
1: you think so i don't know i, I mean they probably do, i have a sneaking
0: but... suspicion that they're going to try to go after him do i think they're going to get him Probably not.
1: Now here's but something. now that
0: but now that they've got Artemi Panarin, they've got a great young D core. They've got probably the goalie of the, fir- of the future with uh, Shesterkin, I could see it being a place that Petrangelo would consider playing. It's just a matter of can they give him the money he wants, and I would be so wary of doing this because all of a sudden, if you do that, you have Truba at eight million, you have Petrangelo probably at nine million. I'd, I'd guess. You've got Panarin at eleven million. You know shoot, round that up to twelve. <laughs> yeah, it's it's eleven uh eleven million six hundred and forty two thousand. But then you got Chris Kreider going up to what, six? Six and a half, yeah. Right, like or six I and don't, a half or six. Plus then you throw in a, a stupid contract like Brendan Smith at four and a half million. Like it, mm-hmm. it would be so tough. You, you also have to re sign D'Angelo. Yeah. Now, remember, all these numbers are probably going to be prorated down. Like, if the cap drops, all of these salaries are going to drop as well. That's just how the NHL is going to handle this, I think. But, I don't know. I think signing Petrangelo will be a mistake. I, I really hope they don't do that.
1: All right, so we're about halfway through this episode, and we'll get back to the Rangers in a bit. But we got to take a second to thank our sponsors over at Customized Sports. Frankie, these guys have been loyal to us customized sports they're they're a good group of guys and they they've been with us since well since back
0: way 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 back the top shelf days yeah if you've been been around since the top shelf days holy
1: now you should already know who they are by now
0: you should have already boughten product from them or entered our giveaways our giveaway right now by the way Nick. something a little different if you entered our bracket challenge you're entered to win If you win that bracket challenge. I think I'm out of the running already actually. So that's cool. But that's how we're doing it for this month. Uh, But normally we have a giveaway on our Twitter. Or on our Facebook or something. We're trying to do some different stuff. To get them a little bit more engaging. Something that uh, people want to enter. But Nick these kits. I gotta tell you. They are fantastic. They feel amazing. And they look even better. I got a Red Blacks kit that has... A metallic silver in it and you know when you see it in the dark and you're like oh that's that's not that great you know it looks it looks pretty good but nothing special and then you turn the lights on nick and yeah my man blown it's just oh it looks so good
1: i got my first non-hockey kit in the mail the other day and i Mr. got a
0: pete a alonzo pistol pete Pistol that's not pete. what his name is it is that's his nickname no that's pete maravich buddy
1: no but Pistol peter Alonzo, he put it on he put it on his instagram that's his handle or twitter yeah. one of the two
0: no, he thinks he's pistol pete maravich what he's is this? the
1: new pistol pete frankie oh.
0: it's like calling yourself frank the tank get a better nickname no pistol pete's pretty cool what no we got a pistol pete at where i work too we got pistol pete's everywhere maybe i'm gonna get a matt thomas kit at this rate this guy is absolutely insane
1: Anyways, if you have no idea who these guys are yet, you should. They create customized tackle twill jersey kits, which is what we've been talking about. Really good quality, like we said. They, they're they almost identical to the real deal. You know, you, you can order it online. You tell them the number you want, the name you want. You can make it your own. You can put your own name on it, and then they'll ship it out to you on the name bar. Sometimes you'll have to, you know, move it on to the name bar yourself. I think it's it really depends easy, how thick the actual name itself is. That too, um, yeah. And all my Alonzo ones like that. My Alonzo ones like that. My Len, no, my barber one was like that too. But they're yeah. really easy to put on. Beside the point, and um, you you can iron them on, heat press them on if you have one, or if you're really into sewing, go <laughs> ahead and sew it on. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. You know, they're really easy to put on, and that you know they're second to the, the real deal. They're the same thing. I mean, they're 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 right. There. And
0: they're they're a fraction of the price too. I think like. If you go to any team store, you want a jersey em- uh, embroidered with a name bar and a number, you're probably looking at about a 90 to to $100 extra charge, depending on where you live. That's yeah. what it is for us here in Canada. Yeah. And what does it cost us to get something from Customized Sports, Nick? I believe it's thirty two ninety nine for a kit.
1: Yep. And hey, guess what, Frankie? You can get 10% off of that.
0: Exactly. 10% off. with Exactly. 10. So it's not even... It's, it's just not even close like you 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 gotta go to them you gotta go like yeah you you get this for so much cheaper and it's really good looking stuff
1: it is yeah so enter
0: prospect 10 at check uh, at checkout where can you find them, frankie customized sports.com or on the reddit or ebay page customized dash sports
1: there you have it that's enough about customized sport we love you guys to death back to the rangers now here's something that you know, might shake things up a bit, but will help them if they want to get the, or excuse me, Petrangelo. Um, I don't know if you heard, John Davidson, who's the president of the Rangers, he like had a, a whole sit down with Lunquist and he basically said, you know, make the right decision here, Hank, don't hold us back. So it'll be, he sugarcoated and said, retire. <laughs> um, do you think he's going to do that though? I See, I don't know. I, I me personally, I think he should. Because staying that extra year, it will hold us back, and it's not gonna give him a chance to go somewhere else. I, I, I don't know. He's he's been so stubborn about staying a ranger his entire career, Um, and and you know, sure he he's he's earned that right, but I don't know what his focus is on of whether or not he is passionate about winning a cup or he's more passionate about staying with. The Rangers, and being a Ranger
0: for his whole career. All, all I can say about that, he doesn't have a choice anymore. If he wants to win a cup, it's not going to be with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. If he wants to play another year, it's not going to be with the Rangers. I think the Rangers would buy him out before they let him play another year. Right, and They, he's... they want him to retire. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to want out. I think he'll retire. Me, personally. I don't think he'll go to another team. Based I would on... hate to see Henrik Lundqvist finish his career without a cup. I think there's teams that are going to need a veteran goalie presence. Uh, the likes of the Washington Capitals. The the Hurricanes, potentially. You know, if you're Henrik Lundqvist, you've made your money. You don't need to worry about that anymore. You can go sign a deal for $3-4 four million now and, and be a backup goalie. Potentially a starter goalie on a, a team that has a chance to win a cup. Like, you think the Edmonton Oilers wouldn't consider looking at Henrik Lundqvist right now at $2 million. I
1: I see Caroline and Edmonton as the top destinations for him if he were to go somewhere
0: else. Like, if Henrik Lundqvist wants to win a cup, I think a one- to two-year deal with one of those teams that's right on the the brink right now is your best option. Potentially, you could, theoretically, depending on what happens with uh, Vegas right now, because I don't think there's a chance in hell that they can keep both goalies. I think they're going to end up trading Flower and re-signing Leonard. Maybe you're the backup goalie in Vegas. Well, now,
1: reasonably, if you're, if you're from the outside looking in, you're obviously saying Lundquist should just go to another team, sign a one, two-year deal, and contend to hopefully get a cup. That's what anyone's going to say. However, if you're looking at Lundquist in the last... I mean, every year of his career, he's passionate about staying with the Rangers. Now, normally, you'll see guys who are passionate about staying with one team for their whole career. And then you'll start to see them kind of change their minds right around, you know, 33, 34, 35 years old, depending on the team situation. However, Lundquist is 38 years old, and he's still saying in interviews that he wants to be a Ranger for life.
0: Yeah, but Nick, we saw this with Tom Brady. He's a Buccaneer now. Daniel Alfredson? But, here,
1: but I, I don't get that vibe from Tom Brady, though, if you look at that. I never got that vibe from Alfredson either. You know, like uh, Tom Brady's just always a tease. He, he never really was, you know, strict on he wants to be a patriot for life. I never got that that vibe from him. Same with Alfredson. I saw Alfredson trying, but, you know, you could tell Alfredson won in a cup. I don't see that in Lundquist. I don't see that that. Drive
0: I, a I think, I think you're going to see it in, a, in a, couple of, a couple of weeks when the Rangers tell him, look, either retire, request a trade, or we're buying you out because you're not playing another game with us. Because eventually it's going to get to that point where Lundquist wants to go back to the Rangers. They're not going to let him do it. Yeah. Because if, they, if either way, no matter what they do, they're going to have to pay him unless they trade him or he retires. If he doesn't want to retire, and he doesn't want to be traded. You're paying him regardless. It'll be cheaper to buy him out. So that's what they'll do. Yeah, and although well, and that that's the issue though is like they
1: don't want to do that because it's not going to free up much room because of the penalty. You know that's why they're they Davidson had that that chat with him to basically say, hey, look, make the right decision here. You know, <laughs> hang it up. I, I think I, he's getting traded, Nick.
0: Well, unless he he has to sign off, and that's the issue. What I think is going to happen. Is somebody is going to call the Rangers and say, "Look, I I think it's going to be a team like Edmonton or Calgary that does it." And they're going to say, "You know, we want to uh, inquire about Henrik Lundqvist," and they're gonna they're gonna start telling his agent how much they want him, how much they need him to win. And I think Henrik Lundqvist was going to have a oh, you know, the Rangers don't want me anymore. I can go win a cup in 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 Edmonton, and I can be the savior of alberta let's go do it
1: i'm sure he's gonna want to do one more shot he's gonna want to do that to get that cup because he has every piece of hardware in hockey except for the cup so i would not be shocked to see him do that i would love to see him do that honestly i'm at that point where if you asked me two years ago like could i see lankos going to another team to go win a cup It killed me. I didn't want to see it happen, although it would be great for him. Now I'm at the point where the Rangers are in a spot where they can pick up some good pieces and start developing playoffs, playoff experience. And I'm also at that point where I want Lunkus to go to another team and I want him to win a cup because he deserves it. I mean, he's worked like a dog for his career. Um, So he needs to either, he needs to request a trade. He needs to sign off on the paperwork personally. And that way I'm not looking to get, you know, any assets for him. Because that's not what we're looking for. We're just looking for cap room.
0: Oh no, you're not. You're not going to get much. In fact, you'd probably have to give up some. Exactly. It's a it's a cap dump right now. But I think, honestly, I think you'd probably have to ship him to Edmonton along with like a third round pick for next year. Like you're looking at that kind of thing, because Edmonton at the end of the day, like they're not going to ask for a first round pick because they're getting a goalie who, albeit, doesn't have it like that anymore, but. You're still talking about Henrik Lundqvist. He brings that, that winning pedigree to your team. And I think still has the ability to be one of the game's best goalies. I think he got unfairly blamed by Rangers fans for way too much in that series against the Hurricanes. Way too much. And we we saw it as soon as uh, Shesterkin went in, things didn't get any better. So, I I think... Edmund, Rangers fans have kind of grown tired in a way of Henrik Lundqvist. Right, they're just kind of done with him. Oilers fans next to Connor McJesus would be their one true god if he was able to get them a cup. Yeah, I mean it's Hell, get them out of the first round.
1: Right, I mean they got to do something to like they they need something. I mean I, he would he would be a, a king anywhere he goes. He if he can win them a cup. But like it's 50-50 with Rangers fans. You have the 50% who are tired of him, they want him out and they blame everything on him. That's not right. He does need to go, but it's it's not on him because that qualifier was a crapshoot by the Rangers. Oh, my God. Like, Lundqvist, if anything, was the best player on that team in some of those games. If anything. You know? Granted, he wasn't great. He let up a couple weak ones. But the team stunk. We were, we yep. were brutal. Um, yep. And then you have the other half who understand that it's not Higgs' fault, but they understand that he
0: needs to go in order for us to get better. That's the smart Ranger fan.
1: I'm throwing it out there.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> See that that's what I think too. Like I, I honestly I don't get the huge rush to trade Georgiev either. I think Shesterkin and Georgiev should be your two goalies for the until their contracts mm-hmm. are done. I agree. And I think if you can keep them both, I think you keep Shesterkin at like six million ish. You keep Georgiev cool. at I mean, de- depending if Shesterkin continues to play like he did this year. I'm splitting them I, right now. I mean even
1: not split them, I'd probably give Shesterkin a little more than Georgiev. I'm going like five million for Shesterkin and maybe like two and a half for Georgiev or three maybe.
0: Let's let's also just say that my number is pre salary cap drop due to COVID. So that's I fair. think I think six is like pretty fair for Shesterkin. Although contract's not done for a while, so we'll see where we're sitting then. But I think if you can keep them both at a number that's like under Nine to ten range, I think you do it.
1: I could see them. Georgiev, I think, is a fair number because he's up for contract now. Shesterkin's up next year.
0: Georgiev's
1: not going to get that much. Like I think no. you're talking
0: about like two million. That's what, yeah, that's
1: exactly what I'm saying. And then, I, I mean, going back to kind of how we got on this topic of, you know, why Lunkus needs to go of adding, you know, say for instance Petrangelo. You could we we still have to look at what D'Angelo is going to get. He yep. is going to get a big payday based well, on that, his season.
0: This is exactly why I said don't. I don't think you should go after Petrangelo. We saw the Leafs do it with Stamkos. They anchored... Or not Stamkos, Tavares. They anchored themselves to that contract and now they can't get out of the first round. Like, Nick, I think there's, no, there's not a single team left in the playoffs that has a player making more than $10 million. Not wow, one. That's a stat. The last team that was in there that had a player making over $10 million was Montreal with Carey Price. And... You can't tell me that carry Price isn't worth every cent of that contract. Mm-hmm. So, do not anchor yourself to these stupid big contracts. I think Artemi Panarin's w- enough. You do not need another contract that's more than ten million dollars.
1: No, do you not
0: don't do it. Don't get close to ten again.
1: And take advantage of the time you have under Zibanejad's contract because right now, five
0: point three million for Zibanejad is a steal.
1: See, the way this is the playing. thing.
0: This is part of it. You got. You have to because the second Artemi Panarin asked for me for 10 million dollars I'm not doing it the the way things are going I don't think I hand out 10 million dollar contracts anymore unless you're a guy like Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid
1: or, well I mean you know,
0: Carey Price like look, I don't think I'm giving you 10 million dollars anymore
1: let's be real Panarin is deserving of a, of the money he's getting now being that he's an MVP candidate I would I would start throwing him in that elite player list of the it, top it five says the something
0: league. though there's not a single one of those teams left that has a player making over 10 million dollars
1: but but see the rangers are in a different boat they signed him right coming out of rebuilds or at least trying to propel their rebuild and get it done or get through it a little bit quicker and you know i, I would I, you're saying hand out that kind of money to guys like crosby or mcdavid i'm starting to throw panarin in that mix of those guys well
0: okay so i think you can survive with one i'm not saying you can't have any okay but i'm just saying don't throw flames on the fire. Because if you sign Petrangelo now, who are you sacrificing later? The D'Angelo. Adam Fox. Or really. Probably what where, where you have Lafreniere now. And you know he's going to get a big payday if he where, pans out, you know, those expectations. Right. If he if he pans out, what are you, what are you talking about? You're talking about probably an $8 million player right away? Not so then this is what they need to do. This is their goal is
1: going into free agency. You need to round out the bottom six, and you don't need to pay out a lot of money to round that out.
0: You know, you can give out two million dollar contracts. No, like bottom. Are you talking bottom six? Bottom forward six group? forward. Bottom six forward. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, I I think you can do that on on the cheap side. Like, there's, there's and you can good pick players. up young guys. You can pick and up even, young guys to do that. Even on on the defensive side, you don't need to go out and get Petrangelo. You like what Montreal did this year when they went out and signed uh, Ben Cherrat and Xavier Ouellette. Fantastic. Both those players are fantastic players that panned out really well on really team-friendly deals. You don't need to go get the Petrangelo. You don't need the Eric Carlson. You need guys that are going to help you keep the puck out of your own net. Stable you defense. you need men. six of them. That's you all you six need. six guys to You keep know, the puck out of your net. And looking at who they have now, you obviously have Truba. You
1: have Adam Fox there. Mark Stahl and D'Angelo are going to stay. There's your four guys. You have to keep them. I'm looking at picking up you know, a, a stable defenseman. Brandon Smith, he might be back. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Lindgren yet, so I'm looking for a guy to maybe swap out interchangeably if, you know, Lindgren doesn't look good. So I'm talking a guy like, I mean, like who Montreal picked up. Maybe a younger Chris Russell, if you know what I'm saying. Like a, a, yep. a stable defenseman who
0: is, I mean, just a rock on the blue line. Because I've heard that uh, Jake, Jake DeBros might be on the move too. Not saying you should go after him, but Jake DeBrusk isn't he a forward? Might be. I don't know. I think you're thinking McAvoy, who's the defenseman. You're
1: getting it mixed up.
0: Oh, maybe. <laughs> Did I see something that says he doesn't move? I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I mean, I'll take McAvoy too, but there's a big payday too, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I think the Rangers just need to play it safe with that. That last, you're, you're talking about one guy on defense. I agree. hmm Play it safe. Go get a good defenseman, stay-at-home defenseman. Help out Chesterkin. You've. Theoretically, on your offense, you're looking at Zibanejad. uh Kako, I think, is going to have a big year and actually do something. Um, Panarin is there as well. you got Lafreniere. I think you have the offensive firepower, including guys like Adam Fox and Tony D'Angelo on defense that I think can help you put up some numbers on the board. Don't mess it up. Don't, don't spend a stupid amount of money on Alex Petrangelo and handcuff yourself in the future like you did with um uh kevin shattenker don't do that again
1: Mm -hmm. i'm thinking two good bottom six forwards and a good top six stay-at-home defenseman like you said who's stable i can help but keep out of that not an offensive defenseman but a a good two-way defenseman to help you there and you have a successful free agency
0: you i I keep looking to montreal what they've done with their decor is is quite frankly nick it's amazing like you're you're looking at guys Jeff Petrie, who was really underrated in Edmonton, and then you throw in the three guys, Xavier Ouellette, uh, uh, Kulak, and um, oh, Ben Sherat. N- now all of a sudden, you've got a top four defenseman when you throw in Shea Weber in there, that not making a ton of money, other than Weber, and Keep helps you keep the puck at your own net. You can't you can't go wrong with with a nice stay at home defenseman.
1: I think the Rangers need to move on. You know, we talked about Lundqvist. Obviously, that'll help them big time. And paying maybe a little bit extra money to get um, a forward who is probably in a bidding war. You know, with team teams who want him. Um, if you want a shot at good prospects, um, even Brendan Smith, I think you can move on for if you can find you know, enough defensemen in there who are willing to come. Um, I don't think we'll get much for Smith if we were to trade him, but I think that's another cap dump right there. He's getting paid way too much. I didn't agree with it when we gave it to him. I don't agree with it now.
0: So yeah, there's a, there's a team that would eat that money though. Like if you look at a team like Ottawa, how many years are left on Brendan Smith's contract? uh, I think he's up
1: next year, right? Let me, let me confirm that. Um, Yeah. Next year.
0: So what, you flip him to Ottawa along with, like, a fourth or fifth round pick? Yeah. In it, exchange yeah. for a fourth round pick or something?
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I think Ottawa would would consider something like that. May, like, maybe you send them a fourth round pick in next year's draft and you get in, in return a fourth round pick, like, three years down the road. What do you care?
1: Exactly. It's a cap dump. You you can't, we can't keep switching him wing and forward. Or, excuse no. me, wing and defense.
0: But that that's it. Like you, you you could also look at a team like Florida, who could eat that money. Um, you know there's there's other teams around the league. Assuming all these salaries get prorated, and teams aren't up against the cap right now, like like if Ottawa's up against the cap wall next year because of how far salary cap uh, salaries, the salary cap drops, um, you're screwed. Just saying. But there's there's a way to get out of this situation it's just gonna cost you draft capital really
1: and the Rangers have that I, I don't think they'll have an issue doing that but they need to make well the no right you decisions. got you got two
0: picks in the first round this year one of them's number one overall you drafted number two overall last year uh, we'll get into what we think we you can do with number 21 in in a, in a couple seconds but if you can't win with the prospects that you've drafted already in the last couple of years, Houston, we got a problem, you know?
1: Yeah, so let's recap. We started this episode. Oh, well, by... we got to talk
0: about 21.
1: We will, we will, but really quick, okay. I want to recap. So we started by talking about the number one pick, Lafreniere, and that sparked this whole conversation. Do you think number 21 is going to spark this kind of conversation?
0: It better not because we have about <laughs> 10 minutes before we out of time. Um, number um, 21, though, Nick. If you are the Rangers, you've just drafted Capo Caco and Alexis Lafreniere, number 1 and 2 in back-to-back years. Do you stick forward? I think you do. I think you if need to you go have, forward. So if you have a guy like a Justin Barron on the board, do you consider it?
1: You know, look, he's the first name that came to my mind at this, you know, area of the draft. But when you're looking at their roster and then the or more so their prospect pool who they have, it's smart to pick a forward. You you know you also want you wanna pick guys to help you in the near future and having a good team, but you also don't want to screw yourself down the road. We have a good defense right now. We have plenty of yep. good young defensemen right now, and we also have defensemen in our system that are coming up right now. So I don't think it would be smart to draft a defenseman this early. I think maybe you go like with your third round pick, we might look at a defenseman, but that's now conversation for another day.
0: There's also some European guys who have uh, dropped. Like, I think when we did our mock drafts, I don't think you had William Wallander. I don't think I did either. I can't remember exactly. But that's a guy that if he falls to this spot, it'll be interesting. Uh, Noel Gunler didn't go in in either of our mock drafts. That's a a forward that you could look at that I think would be a really good uh, pickup. Lucas Reichel didn't go in either of our mock drafts through the top fifteen, so
1: right. So if you see some of these top defensemen still available, then I might give them the nod. Justin. Well, Berman... no,
0: Gunler, Gunner, and Reichel are both forwards.
1: Right, but going back to what you said, like with with Wallander, um, if he's still on the board, maybe you give him a nod. I think it depends on what forwards are on the board too. Justin. Yeah. Were, I mean, I've re- well. Let me rephrase that, actually. Wallander, you might give a look to first before anyone if he's still there. Yeah, I mean, that that to me, like... That depends on what forwards are available.
0: I talked about having that big stay-at-home defenseman. I know Wallander's a couple years out, but I think that's exactly what you're going to get out of him eventually. Mm -hmm. Assuming if he ever pans out, I think he's going to be, you know, a, a talented defensive defenseman at the NHL level who has a lot of size.
1: Right. And like the like with Wallander, I think you have to, you know, give him a pretty good lookout if he's there. And I would probably draft him if he's there. But it's more so with Barron. Like if Wallander's picked, then I might not look at Barron until I'm looking at all the other forwards. Right. I'm going forward with this pick unless Wallander's there. And then if the the best forwards are gone, which I doubt
0: they will be, then I might go Baron. So some of the other guys that i didn't mention in my draft at least seth jarvis connor zary uh jacob perot by the way we talked to jacob perot nick so if uh jacob pro ends up being a ranger ooh, yeah. wouldn't you be happy I, be yeah like, oh. i would be happy
1: actually you know we got to talk to a future ranger and you know might be able to talk to I, him. you never know
0: i Again. really like jacob perot too by the way i i think he's gonna be a nice uh, a nice piece to a team eventually.
1: I could see him as a Ranger too,
0: but That's the a guy other I could one, Rangers. the Rangers. I know we talked last week about um, uh, Yaroslav Askarov being our wild card. Guarantee you, it won't be to the Rangers. Thank so cross God, cross that team off your list. Thank They've God, you were going that way. Prospects. I was
1: getting worried where you were going with that. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Definitely won't be to the Rangers. Um, the one name though that really I think it interests me a lot in this in this instance, Nick. Hendrix LaPierre. I know I mentioned that I think he's going to go to Pittsburgh at 15 or whatever it is. I don't know for sure exactly where Hendricks LaPierre is going to go. I know that he was supposed to be a really frigging good player. Then the concussion started. I think Pittsburgh takes that risk. But if Pittsburgh doesn't and he slides to 21 and the Rangers don't pick Hendrix LaPierre, He's IDF dropping set. big time. He's dropping big time, Frankie. If he falls to the Rangers' lap, they have to pick him. Ah. Uh... You have, no, Nick, sir, no. Okay, you have your number one overall pick in this draft.
1: Okay, that's fair. Right?
0: You have your player that you know is supposed to be a stud. You have the chance to draft a guy who, in any other situation, goes number one, or not number one, but inside the top 10, right? Other than his concussion issues, which hopefully he can overcome. I think his talent is undeniable. At 21, do you not take that risk?
1: I guess like, that's fair. because talent, like...
0: Talent-wise, who else is there that's that's better than Hendricks Lapierre? Because I think in the top 10, you can make the argument that there's plenty of players better than Hendricks Lapierre. But if, if he's falling into a range where it's Jacob Perot, Tyson Forrester, Jake Neighbors, you know who the best player is. And that's no offense to any of those other players. Hendricks LaPierre is a really talented young hockey player.
1: That's fair. Because, like, this is kind of a sim- – now that you put it that way, you- this is a similar situation to a couple years ago with um, well, Volino's one. Now he didn't have the concussion issues like LaPierre does. It, it but... reminds
0: me of the uh, the Peyton Krebs pick.
1: Or maybe and it's I that believe, one I'm thinking of. But like, I if believe you look
0: Minnesota at, made that pick.
1: If you look at the year where Detroit picked – Valino was in, I think, the same year as Zadina, right? That was that year, I think so. I'm pretty Let's sure. Roll I, with it. Yeah, so so Detroit picked Zadina at like like three or four or something. I think this is Cacanemi year too, and
0: that would that would have been the uh, to Chuck year as well.
1: That sounds right. That Kakaniemi sounds right. went three. Tachuk went four. This might be totally false,
0: but we're gonna roll with it. So by the way, uh, Vegas picked Krebs at seventeen. Right, who so had massive like he went up on the stage on like a scooter because his knee was destroyed. But oh, when you yeah, have, yeah. When you have like a a good team to begin with, which in fairness, I th- I think the Rangers are getting to that point, but now that they have number one nailed down, you've got Alexis Lafreniere, the best player in the draft, and you've got players like Zbanajad and Panarin out there and Capo Caco, all of a sudden I think it's it's Acceptable to take the risk.
1: Right. Well, like with Detroit, like I was saying, like Joe Valina was supposed to go like right around the same time as LaPierre's going, late teens, maybe early 20s, and no one's picking him because I think he had injury issues too, not concussions, but he had injury issues too. And he ends up falling to like 27 or 28, I think, where Detroit had another pick and they ultimately picked him when you have your top prospect. So when you put it that way, I can get on board with that. Um, But but, uh, me personally, if Wallander's on the board, I might pick Wallander. I don't know, though. I just I, look I, at I, two, it, too. Like, it might not be a bad idea to go up here, either, though, even if Wallander is I, on the board.
0: It's never a terrible idea to draft a talented center.
1: Nah, that's true. That's true. And Rangers, they they have centermen,
0: but. um, Hey, man, like, you're you're. let's look down the road. Philip Heedle, who knows if he ever pans out. Ryan Strome, maybe he cools off and, and doesn't have that great of a year. Maybe Jad walks in free agency. You know, maybe maybe some of the other guys that you've got don't pan out. All of a sudden now, I like, I know Hendricks Lapierre has problems. And I get it. And I get why people are going to hesitate to draft him. But, like I said, in this situation, and in the situation of the Pittsburgh Penguins, like I said last week, when you have a team built up the way that you do with so many talented young players, and right now with the Rangers, a team that I think is on the brink, Hendricks Lapierre provide if he can if he can stay healthy at twenty one will be an absolute steal. Hopefully. I know that the queue doesn't have the best track record ever of producing players, but you just gotta look at the talent of the player right now.
1: And if he's not there on the board, hopefully Wallander is the Rangers, I think, should pick Wallander if Lapierre is not there. Yep. If either of those two aren't there though, we'll round this up. Where do you think the Rangers should go? Me personally, I think they should still stick with forward. Maybe Perot. Oh, I,
0: I, I like the Jacob Perot pick here, to be honest with you, Nick.
1: Yeah, that's what it's exactly what I'm thinking.
0: Like, Perot, I could see, as a good fit with the Rangers. And, Perot's yeah. not really a, a small guy either, you know? Like, I think he's a good, like, he's 5'11", he's not massive, but I think he's a decent enough uh, size-wise. I think he's got a little, I don't think he's great at anything, but I also don't think he's bad at anything. You know, like, I think he's a good, solid number 21 pick.
1: Yeah, I could go with that. Perot definitely could be a good fit for the Rangers. I would like to see them pick him. And, you know, hopefully we can talk to him again. You never know. Um, so with hey, that. We might,
0: have, we might have something being might. worked out in that neighborhood. Who knows? Eh,
1: we might. We'll see. We'll see. So I think we should call it a day for the Rangers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something new that we've been doing. You know, obviously we've been doing reports most of the time with just talking about draft prospects, we'll still stick with that. Um let us- I think
0: we might even alternate, Nick. Um yeah. Like if we alternate from team to report might be a strategy. Um like yeah, I mean, not much else to say on that front.
1: Yeah, I mean let us know what you guys think. If you wanna if you like this, if you like hearing team breakdowns. We'll be happy to do them. I had fun with this. I thought this was really yeah, fun. Now granted, yeah. I'm a Rangers fan, so I really enjoyed it. But still, I like...
0: Even me as a non-Rangers fan, I like looking at, at teams and, and being optimistic for the future of them. It might be a little bit tougher with Detroit. Sorry, Red Wings fans. Uh, but that's the truth. I I like diving into teams, dissecting them, pulling some prospects. You're like, oh, I didn't know he was that good or I didn't really know that that, that, that was happening with him. But yeah. The other thing too uh if you're when you're listening to this let us know if you think there's enough content each week i don't know i haven't talked to nick about this but uh let us know leave a review rate it rate us five stars and be like hey guys you know i love the content whatever whatever you want to say to pump our tires a little bit uh but say i don't know maybe you want two episodes a week maybe you know if you if we get that feedback maybe we'll think about it
1: For sure. And I mean, even if there's too much content, you know, maybe we'll look into two episodes a week, split it in half, or just one shorter episode. Let us know. You know, we want to make these episodes as, you know, good as possible and make sure we're not giving you too much or too little.
0: Yeah. I mean, consider rating us five stars. Helps us grow, helps us reach a wider audience. And uh, yeah, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode when they come out. And uh, yeah. Tell your family, tell your friends. I think we're opening up a shop soon. Uh, it's going to be some, like, phone cases, some t-shirts, whatever. Not too expensive. I think we're also going to look at maybe getting some stuff, uh, like, player, team-specific stuff. So it might have, like, a phone case that says rags on it, uh, you know, to avoid as much copyright as possible. Please don't sue us, NHL. That would be a real nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll cross that bridge a little later. We'll, we'll, on, we'll but figure we something are, out, maybe. We're heavily looking into some HPR merch. So yes stay tuned for that. You know, you can follow us on the socials. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, find us at HPR Podcast, Facebook. Nope. Oh, other way
0: around. Sorry, other sorry guys. Around. You gotta Twitter? figure this out, dude.
1: <laughs> Twitter, we're HPR underscore podcast, and on Facebook we are HPR Podcast. The crazy thing is, Frankie is I ch- I I got our our Twi- Did you change the Facebook handle or did I? Uh, you did. That's the crazy part. So, anyways, yeah. If you guys like, let us know what you guys think of this this podcast. What you guys want to hear on it. Like we said, you can find us on Facebook at HPR Podcast and Twitter HPR underscore Podcast. Hit us, send us a message. You know, mention us in a tweet. Whatever you want to do, let us know. So. Hit us up. We're happy to get it on there. Frankie, you got anything you want to say before we uh send it away?
0: Um, you can follow me on six one three Frankie and I guess go Raptors. That was enthusiastic. That was real good, Frankie. Great outro. Well the I Raptors, it. I mean, as we as we record this right now, the Raptors are currently beating up on the Brooklyn Nets in game four. Mm. So Okay. I, I mean, see you. See you soon. I guess Boston. Yeah. Well, you sound really excited right now. Well, what do you want me I'm to do, Nick? You. Like, was it? Was I? Were they supposed to lose this series or something? Should I be excited about this? Um, no, I shouldn't. They've won every game by like twenty points. I shouldn't be excited. This is a given. Okay. Before we talk the, about basketball, buddy.
1: we are going to end it right here. We're going to cut Frankie off, and
0: we'll see you next time. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. Before we let you go, we want to once again remind you about our sponsor, Customized Sports. If you've forgotten, they offer high-quality tackle twill jersey kits featuring the name bar and the numbers that give a professional look to your your blank jersey. For more information about Customized Sports, visit them online at www.customizedsports.com or on their Reddit or eBay page at customized-sports. Be sure to use code prospect10 at checkout for your 10% discount. And check out our Twitter giveaway that we're currently running. It's the pinned tweet on our Twitter. Thank you again for them sponsoring us.